From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Hour number three of the Big and Wild Outdoors. Happy Saturday morning after Christmas from all of us here at the Big and Wild Outdoors. Uh, the first hour, we kind of went down what we received, and we all had a pretty good Christmas so far. Mike got a bunch of good makeup products, so he's all good. And uh, Bill George got some some uh, items that he'll never use hey. except for his impact wrench. And uh, A welding helmet will be, will be used. Yeah, okay. Well, I hope so. And then, uh, of course, I received some uh, nice fishing uh, gifts and some clothing for my uh, Christmas, so it was all well and good. A little bit ago, my wife allowed me to splurge on a welder, one of those multi-phase welders, multi, well, multi-process welders, where you can stick, you can mig, or you can tig with it. Yeah. So. Which one have you learned to do? Well, I've been using the, the mig. That's what I've been using. You don't go with the old stick rod and, you know, the old uh, clamper not. and do I all that kind of But I, I've been trying to get tree stands fixed up. I mentioned earlier that it may be uh, acquiring some property inside of a wildlife management area here in the near future. And so I'm trying to touch up a couple tree stands and... Can we take a look at those uh, welds before uh, those are uh, kind of <laughs> before used somebody or crawls up it's, on it's them? It's a non-supportive before, before you put any paint on them or anything, you know, or some bondo or anything like it's that. It's a non-supportive weld. All I did was sure. weld the bracket. That that's goes why it's welded in between the ladder and the tree. Uh huh. Yeah, it's welded. That's why that it's keeps the ladder from bowing in or out. Oh, okay. You Who, could use zip ties for that, man. Who's going to test it? I'll Who test it? I'll put them up. Susie! Take somebody with you, please. Susie! <laughs> you're, you're, you're so, light. I need you to come over and go up this ladder a couple so, times. So and now right, bounce, bounce, right now bounce. I have about six double stands and a single stand ready to go. Probably one of the worst or one of the other reasons why I don't mess with electricity. You know me and wires, I, I, don't, I don't do electricity. Uh, even putting in my ceiling fans, I called my buddy Dean Earl and said, Hey, man, I bought a bunch of new ceiling fans for the house. He's like, oh, cool. And I was like, yeah, I need you to come over and put them in. It's, it's He's like, like, well, dude, all you got to do is turn off the power of the switch. I go, yeah, I don't trust it. If I can't see it, if I can't smell it, I know it's going to try to kill me. I don't want to touch them. So he came over and wired them for me and all that stuff and uh, did them. And uh, I always go back to my bad experiences when it comes to electricity. Um, I'm one of those that... I learned my lesson, so it's all good. I don't, I don't mess with it. And one of the worst ones was when I was uh, climbing towers in my youth, uh, you know, building radio towers and all that kind of stuff. Height didn't bother me, you know, running up fifteen hundred feet, you know, dangling around off of a pelican hook and walking on two inches of angle iron, you know, it was no big deal. But uh, hand me a drill up there that has a short in it, and I'm, you know, 600, 700 feet off the ground, and you get a shock. It's, it's not fun. 
And the worst one was I was working with uh, our boss, A.L. Alexander, and there was a piece of uh, tower that he was welding some rungs into and a bracket to the side of, but yet he didn't move the clamp from the welding table, you know, which is all steel. Yeah. You just put the clamp on a little tong so you can work on everything on the table. So <clears throat> I was holding up this tower leg while he was welding across the bottom of it, but yet he had clamped onto the table, which my hand was resting on on the table. So as soon you as... You were more efficient conducer, conductive thing than the, than the so, item on the table. So he gave the, the welding nod a nice big you know nod down, shrink down came the helmet, and all of a sudden it just went... <laughs> about that much and next thing you know the table leg is the that i was holding on to falls over and hits the ground and he like lifts up the helmet goes what the hell's going and i'm over there with both arms i look like a t-rex both arms were like <laughs> up against my body i'm like ah, ah. Oh, and he goes what's wrong with you i was like shocked me and he's like what oh crap were you touching the table i was like yeah he goes he starts laughing I'm like, I probably have holes through my heart right now, and you're giggling on the floor. Shocked the living Yenakahama out of me. And, the bejesus. Oh, I was like, yeah, I'm done. Hey, come over here hold this. I'm doing some welding. Nope. Not going to do it. He gone. Fire me. Quit me. Whatever you got to do, I am not doing. You can clamp that thing. I am not touching anything that has to do with wires on it, man. Done. My famous line is, hey, guys, I got some beer. Why don't y'all come over? Then you lock the beer up. When y'all are done, we'll have some beers. I need your help while you're here. Doing the welding? Yeah, that works. Yeah. You know, but see, these are the small things that you learn over time. It's like when your dad would go, hey, I want to see if that spark plug's firing. Just hold these, hold it right there on the <laughs> engine block and see if it's see if it's going to make a spark when I turn it over. Okay, go ahead, Dad. <laughs> what, you get shocked? <laughs> You're speaking in tongues. I was like, did, well, did it spark? Yes, it did. <laughs> I can't feel my arm. That is fuel. If you got spark, then it has to be the fuel. Yeah, it's all those little life's lessons that roll up to, I ain't putting in my own ceiling fans. Dean, get your butt over here and put my ceiling fan in. I ain't no, doing it. I, I don't touch them wires, man. We're all 110, good. 220, don't really bother me. You get, you bit. A little bigger than that, I'm like, yeah. Well, from what I understand, it's not the voltage that kills you; it's the amperage. Yeah, it's that that gets you. Uh, I said, I don't care. All it does is it makes my teeth itch and my arms don't work. So I don't want to mess with it anymore. I'm done with it. <laughs> I will call you. So if I need any welding done, here you go, Bill George. Weld these two things together. You gonna help me? Oh no, no, no. That's what clamps are for. That's what clamps are for. Do it that way. Bowhunter bags a massive goat over in Alaska. Sets a new world record. I always wonder about those guys. It takes a special kind of hunter who wants to go out and go kill goats. Mainly because they taste like crud. And I don't know. I'm always one of those guys that if I'm going to shoot, I'm going to eat it. So I've never eaten one of these, you know, white, you know, short horned mountain goats. But if they taste like any other goat or smell like any other goat, I'm out. Not a big goat shooter. But I would like to get an Odad. I would like to go get an Odad out in West Texas somewhere. That'd be nice. Can't we go to New Zealand or somewhere and get one of those? I don't want those. 
I don't want to go down to New Zealand. I want to stay here at home. I want to I stay want here in the United Zealand. States. Yeah, I want that'd some, be a cool place. I want yeah. some Texan to get I my like money. That. My sister went. You know that. She called the show. She yeah. got a big old giant red stag and a, a fallow deer and a mouflon ram or something out there. And I think they got a an axis deer, too. And I went, hell, I can get all that right here in Florida. What I got to go to New Zealand for? No. Did she like it? Was it? I'd like she it. loved it, but I mean, it takes a year to get your mounts back and all that other kind of stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, I can understand going to New Zealand to see you New could Zealand hunt turkeys but, out there like you do pheasants here, but they're not Osceolas, aren't they? They're like not Easterns Osceolas. I don't. Miriams? I don't know I which remember. brand, which you know species they are, but they can do put on drives and you shoot them like they were. <laughs> Or <laughs> pheasants coming out the end of Jeez. a field. I don't want to do that. I remember I I spoke to Bob Folkrod one time about his his uh, went out there to go kill a mountain goat. He's a big goat hunter and uh, Rocky Mountain goat and all that stuff like that. Dude, he, he trained for like a year before he even went to go do it because he knew that it was going to be that taxing on him. You think an elk hunt out in Utah or anywhere else is tough? Man, it is up, down, up, down, up, down, all that loose soil, everything. It's just, it takes a certain kind of person who wants to go out there and You're shoot one of those things. You're just not that motivated. I, I just, I, I'm not, because they, <laughs> they taste like crud, and they stink. <laughs> I don't want, if I'm not going to go through all that work to eat it, man, I'm just not going to do it. All right, taking a break, and this is a big and wild outdoors. We are brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. It's a beautiful Saturday. Got to find something to do today. We'll be back. All right, Mike. You good? Good, back? good. We're good. We're back? Good. <laughs> yep. All right. Oh, yeah. That chair seems keep, to be winning, man. Why keep hitting this button? <laughs> it's not a button. It's called a volume control. Dumb. Maybe it's those thin thighs you're wearing there and those skinny jeans that keep catching on there and, uh, yeah. you know, hooking onto that bad but boy. Hey, hey. Hey. The cosmetics I got for uh, Christmas, how they look. They look good? I don't know. I can't see your back. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, I'm ready to come. You come do my back. It's my Lush shaving cream. Yeah. What What is the brand that uh, that you will unspeak of? That uh, Lush. It's It's called Lush. Yeah, it's awesome, man. So it's I mean, a it, drunkard's it, uh, shaving cream. It's it, no, it's the best shaving cream I've ever had. How often <laughs> do you have to shave? Every you other know, day. L- you Lush. see this pretty face? I don't like this face. The Lush, this good every other day. Lush is for the plush. I guess. Yeah. When you said about me and my face, I was like, yeah, I shaved like four days ago. How, how often do you shave? <laughs> once a week. Once every week and a half, maybe. When I was in here and I was shaggy, what was that one time you were like going, oh, man, well, you didn't stay close enough oh. to the razor or something? I was. It's been like over a month. But you got to admit, when you have a face this pretty, you don't want it covered. You don't want it covered. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. Bill, come on. Look at this face. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> speaking of pretty, I do have to say that uh, I wanted to report this. It did come out last week, and we didn't get to it. But uh, 
If anybody had not seen it, the uh, young girl who shot the Kansas Buck, the 42-pointer, have you seen that thing? Yeah. Well, it's been confirmed. Uh, they finally confirmed it that it is, yes, indeed, a world record. And uh, the only thing that, you know, if we're all in hunting camp together and we're all friends and we're close friends, you can, uh, you know, you can assume that you're going to get some sort of busting on whatever it is that you get. You know, with the things like, uh, you know, did uh, did his mama run off when you shot him or is that milk still coming out of its mouth? You know, those kinds of things like that. But, again, this is another one of those things where this young lady went out there, 14 years old, uh, shot a buck, uh, 42 scorable points that she holds, and now she actually holds the record for the largest non-typical whitetail shot by a female hunter. She got it out in Cimarron, Kansas, and uh, so after the 60-day drying period, they officially got out there and scored it at uh, 282 and 6 eighth inches and showed 44 points on the antlers that were countable. And uh, when she put them up there, uh, when she first put them up on, on social media, again, I mean, dude, just hunters, people that just jumped all over her like, uh, you know, how high was the fence, you know, or, uh, you know, just snide little things like that. Or, you know, did your, uh, did your daddy hold the rifle for you and things like that? I'm like, dude, uh, why, why do you do that? Why do we do that to each other? You I mean, don't understand. Some jealousy. of those people may not even be hunters on social media. You don't know who somebody is. Well, the, the, the thing is, is unlike you, me, when I see somebody that makes that comment, I'll click on their profile picture, and I'll go see what they're all about. I'll go look and see, okay, he's got some pictures of deer, so he is a hunter. Maybe. So he, well, People he, take pictures of all kinds of stuff. They'll take somebody's profile that is a real person, snail their pictures, put them all up, make it look like they're somebody. Well, that's a possibility, but negative Nelly, these guys are actually holding the deer, you know, holding it by well, the antlers. You don't even know and, that that's them. And uh, they're... Okay. I could take Braden Gunn's profile. I could go take pictures of you holding a gun and everything else, you with your deer. I could create another profile as Braden Gunn but, that does all the bad stuff. But I agree. I, I, do, I go look and see, and you see these people, and they, like they, let's just say they were hunters. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't, they, why wouldn't they be happy or, you know, hey, good job or something like that, but they're running their gator and talking trash to this young girl that's just <laughs> trying to get out there, you know? Well, I, you know, a 14-year-old, I thought that was one of them where the one guy, I was just like, uh, you know, it's like, hey, did you, was your daddy holding the gun when you pulled the trigger kind of thing? I was like, now, see, if you said something to somebody like Ava, if you said that to Jonathan Swindle's daughter on her picture of a hog that she shot, uh, not knowing who she is or what she's done, how how mad is the father in this? Because it's like, you don't know my daughter. Ava's been out here shooting since she was like six years old. This girl's been shooting a three oh eight or a three hundred blackout since she was ten at her own pigs, you know, and you're and sit here, she would probably outshoot you uh, on a good day, you know? But uh when they say stuff like that, it just I just I just don't get it. I really don't. Uh congratulations to this girl, man. She went out there and uh if you actually take the time to read the story about the fact that uh, I think uh, her father, it was out there on the family farm and it's been spotted for about the past three years. And uh, 
uh, she explained that her sister actually passed on the buck, and then her dad passed on it last year. So this is two. This is two people who had an opportunity to take it, and uh, so she said. But when she saw it, she's like, "Yeah, you fools, y'all passed up on this bad boy. I'm gonna go ahead and take it." <laughs> so, uh, so I'm sure that her sister and her dad are probably more upset about it than anybody else, but also proud at the same time. But uh, 44 points, 686.6.8 inches. That is a lot of, lot of antler. Have you not seen the pictures of that thing it's yet? No, I, literally, it's, it's I have been buck. so busy. I have not been on social media hardly at all. But to revisit the whole uh, Ava, if, uh, if if he really wanted to screw up, he would get Ava to come back at him. Jonathan would probably be nicer than Ava. If Ava read it, she, oh, yeah. <laughs> she would light the guy up. Here you go, buddy. I got something for you. Yeah. Daddy, can I use words I'm not allowed to use? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, Lori would be yelling, Jonathan, I told you not to let her on there. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, uh, excuse me. That's what she would start with. But the good news, uh, I saw this story and I thought, how awesome is this? This is a good sign for everything. But every hunter that applied and got an elk tag in Missouri actually got an elk in Missouri. So they must be doing pretty good out there. I will say, honestly, the the times that I've ever been out there, I've yet to see one. But they said this year that it was very successful, and a lot of people that applied for them, obviously they must have known where they were because they've been watching them for a while. Does it say how many were given out? I I think it was not a very large number because I know they – I think they started a year after Kentucky or something, but it said – Both people got one. (laughs) <laughs> that pretty much both people got one. It ran from December 12th to December 20th. So it's basically almost uh, you know a week or so to get out there and get her done. You know how many people there were? How no. many people do you really think there were? Uh, they got elk 150. Tags. How many, Bill George? 42. Five. <laughs> <laughs> I was right the first time, folks. But you did not trust yourself. I know. Five. Five. So maybe there's not as many as I thought there were. They got, they got, they got five. But some of them are some pretty gnarly big old elk, man. And that's pretty, it's a lot different than it is hunting out in uh, any other state. If you've ever been to Missouri, that's some pretty thick, you know, hard woods back there, man. That's that's getting in there and getting to know it. So even for five guys, five out of five to get out and get a bull elk, that's pretty good, I would have to say. But I think that probably once Glenn hears about it, I, he'll be putting in for an elk tag in Missouri next year. <laughs> I think he puts in in a couple different. He places. does. I think he put in for uh, Kentucky, Kentucky, and Pennsylvania, and uh, a couple other places for uh, out of state non-resident ones to see if he could get one. Which we were all like, oh, dude, that'd be so awesome if you got one. But maybe his odds are either worse or better for a non-resident in Missouri. I don't, I don't know. Well, if I've only five people it. are getting it, your chances are pretty slim of out of state. If they even allow it for out of state, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Uh, I didn't pay attention to the FWC meeting last time is there any other antler restrictions or anything else that are supposed to be coming on board or are they going to work on the 
getting rid of the uh, what do they call that deer tally sheet thing that you have to oh, do no, immediately? No, 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 that that's. I thought that was supposed that, to only be for a little while, and that was going to go the way of the dodo once the app was up and running. No, no, you have you have the ability to use the paper, or you can use the app. The app is up. The app is much better than the last app, but uh, when I went out to the woods, I still print the paper. I'm not I'm not putting an app. If you look at my phone, my I'm I'm kind of like Braden. Braden has a few apps on his phone, but for the most part, none. I don't I don't put stuff on my phone. It's just I have a couple things that I need for work, and other than that, it don't go on my phone. Yeah, I can't even get the uh, discount on my car insurance because I will not put the app on my phone. <laughs> like, I'm like, well, can I download it to a computer or something? No, no, it has to be on your phone. You have to be able to track it. Oh, wait, so you're going to put my location on on my phone? Uh, I'm like, yeah, that's definitely yeah. not going to happen whatsoever. Yeah, it's kind of like millennial type like thing. Are those all the apps on your phone? They're all the apps. Jimmy Cricket, man. Why would you do that? My blood type, everything, listen, man. Listen. Do you have Alexa in your house, too? Hey, hey. yeah, man. That's, that's awesome. You don't use your Alexa? No, I don't have one. There's not How's the government going to listen to you? How do you let the government in your house if you're not going to have an Alexa? It's easy. When you get on your cell phone, you just say, President. <laughs> you say, Ammunition. Bomb in Nashville. You know, those kinds of things. And I'm sure there's some algorithm somewhere that goes, directs your phone call straight to the heart of Langley in some dark room with some 22-year-old listing in on it. So it's all good. Transcribing every word. Who knows? Yeah. It's kind of like the guy, did you see the video where the husband kept going by his wife's phone and he kept going, he'd just go by the phone and go, Xbox Five, Xbox Five, Xbox Five, Xbox Five. He kept just saying it over and over and over, so all the ads and everything when oh, the phones listening yes. would pop up. So whenever she was on Facebook, you know, it would be popping up. <laughs> That's a good idea. doing it. All right, we're taking a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Brought to you by our good friends out at Brandon Ford. If you don't know where they are, you need to go to check them out, brandonford.com, and right there on the corner of Highway 60 and 301. Big old giant lot full of cars and trucks and all kinds of good stuff. All kinds of Christmas and after Christmas goodies right there for you. Brandon Ford. Go see him today and make your best deal. We're going to be right back. Everybody, it's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Frank Gunn, Mike Singleton, and of course, Bill George and Diego. We're all here in the studio today enjoying this brisk Saturday morning. It was nice. I don't know about where you are. Somehow or another, Mike got it in his head that it was like 28 degrees in Homosassa this morning. It was. And uh, Bill George, 
uh, didn't give me really any kind of temperature reading on where he was out in the middle of nowhere, but said he did have some ice and some scrapage having to happen this morning before he could oh, make yeah. uh, make a run. Uh, I didn't have any of that here in Pinellas County because it was 38-ish when I got into the automobile, and it was 41 when I got to the radio station, so we're all we're all good. Uh, before we get into it, I wanted to. I got a few emails and some messages on the uh, Facebook, and I wanted to uh, kind of give those out over the bit. Teresa called, uh, wrote me in, and said, "Do we have any three and a half inch, twelve gauge double I buck?" And I'm going to have to give her a big oh no on that one because now Bill George, which I told you was going to happen, trying to get duck loads, man, is like. People are scrambling, you know, with duck season upon us, and they're like, you got any threes? You got any fours? And I'm like, nope. I said, the only thing I got in steel in here is seven and a halfs. And they're like, what? What do you shoot with seven and a half steel? There's no duck to shoot. I said, it's a dove load. You know, there's some dove fields and places where you have to shoot steel. You can't shoot lead. So, (laughs) Uh, finding buckshot? (laughs) No. It's tough. Uh, I don't know. Uh, we had Charlie on last weekend. Uh, talked to him a little bit. You know, his little shop he's got out at the Oldsmar Flea Market. Uh, he had plenty of ammo for uh, a lot of firearms out there still available. I don't know if it's probably still there as of this weekend. <laughs> because he uh, he would call me and text me throughout the day, uh, let me know that uh, lots of people were showing up there to find him to, to get ammunition. I think he actually even took a phone call from some guy who was listening down in Sarasota that wanted to call him and ask if uh, he had a certain type of ammo before he made the drive. He was like, dude, they're out there listening. They're looking for it, man. He, and a couple of times I'd call him. I'd go, so how are things going? I got people here. I got people. I'll have to call you later. <laughs> okay, but bye. But the thing is, you, you, you put that out there, and the one guy listens to it and hears it, and he tells two friends, and he tells two friends, and – you know, well, it's that's get, hot. That's hot news. It, it, and you know what? It's getting that way uh, with the advent of the cellular telephone. When one guy comes in and says, "Hey, you guys got?" Of course, they have that look like ejected kid. Well, listen, they've asked fifty-six different gun shops and got the same answer. They go, "Well, I said, what are you looking for, sir?" And they're like, "Well, my God, you probably don't have it. You got any three eighty? No. Got any 44? No. 38 special? No. So you can see their heads getting lower and lower and lower. And then they finally go, well, obviously you don't have any 9 millimeter. No, got plenty. What? <laughs> what? What? You you got nine? Yeah, right here. Got a whole big old giant pile of it, man. I'm going to see I can give you two boxes. Oh, hang on a second. Beep, 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 beep. Dude, you got to get down here. They got nine millimeter. I mean, next thing you know, they're on the phones and they're calling all their friends. Well. And they're like, yeah, buddy, I might just call me. Said you got nine. Do you still well, have it? it? Is, it is a really good thing of the modern phone and being able to get directions because I've listened to you even trying to tell them how to get into the Oldsmar flea market. You can't give a right turn for nothing. Well, I told you that. I told you the reason why. I was already thinking left turn to go to Deer Hunter Guns. If you ask your Alexa, she can tell you how to do it. I was, I was thinking of Deer Hunter Guns. That's why I said left, left. That is the one app you need to get on something. No. On something. No. I know how to get to where I'm going. I'm I all good. Been, there's been at least twice we've we've done the fishing tournament with FWC over at Tenorock, and somebody has to guide you in 
turn by turn after you've twisted and turned around five times. Well, because I always try to hit that convenience store that's down the road past the Tender Rock turnoff. That's the thing that I always miss because, dude, that's a dark road. That is a dark, dark, dark road at that time of the morning. And the street lights and all okay. that stuff. And if you're farting around on the phone or messing around, dude, blink of an eye, it's gone by. And you're like, man, I know. If I'm getting before the curb and that guy's, I've gone too far. You don't have a GPS on your phone? Really? No, because then they have to know where your location is. And and they have to know where you're you wanting crazy? to go. That thing ain't tracking me, bro. It, oh, it's tracking you. Oh, right. no, it's not either. No, because it goes. Don't, don't you ever watch that first 48 where they know exactly from cell tower to cell tower where you were? If your phone's on, sure. What, do you turn your phone off when you get in the car? Mm, yeah, you're supposed to do that. I, come on, man. You're supposed to do that <laughs> so you're not having another distraction. How do you text then? You don't text. <laughs> I don't text. Now, you know what? I may go back to my old phone. I may go back to my old flip G-Zone phone that I used to have because that one I really did like. And uh, I think I did have a couple of little uh, apps on that one. But what I liked about that one was it had the voice-to-text thing on there that's not Apple-related that, you know, somebody, like I said, in a dark room is transcribing every word that well, you're saying. The thing is, uh, for me, I watched how Apple fought getting the government access to certain phones, even when they knew it was a terrorist act and getting into that phone, they're like, no, we're not giving you the technology. We're not giving you a backdoor. If there's one that I trust more than others, now granted the government may, may have figured out certain things by now, but Apple put down the foot and said, no, we're not doing that. You, you're not getting that instant access tool. Yeah. Well, then, and that one right there is uh, everybody's been working on me for a couple of years. And then when I go to upgrade or get a new phone that I should I should jump over to the to the Apple side. Well, and I, I'm uh, not saying it's a perfect phone. I'm not saying it's great. But I, I just I haven't found one that can live up to the uh, to the abuse that uh, my phone has to live through. I listen. mean, take a look at look how many pieces and chunks of, of plastic, everything are missing off of that phone. I mean, it's been underwater. It's, it's Mine swim. has been it's, underwater. Yeah, but this one can Amen. go underwater. It's made to go underwater. Mine is not made to go underwater, but it went underwater, and it came back out, and it's still working. This one here Mine's has been dropped from over uh, over five and six feet uh, multiple times, and you don't see one crack in the, the glass whatsoever. Otterbox. It's, it's got, got what's around it. No, it, this has no box. No. Really? No. Oh, then, yeah, keep that. It's back. the Gorilla Glass by, uh, and all that stuff. That stuff does not does not break. I don't even. It's sapphire. I don't even and, have uh, a protective glass on mine, and I have the cheapest little case that goes around it. That's I it. lost this piece right here when I was out hunting with uh, Diddy on the top, and, uh, when it fell out of my pocket going up uh, Bill George's tree stand and went pointing tong off about three different uh, rungs on the way down. To the ground and hit the ground, and I was like, "Well, it can stay down there. Probably hey, don't need it for a while, so hey, it'll just lay there. I know where it is. It's all good." Hey, I just wanted to let you know we can talk about it now. Oh no! My dad did officially open up his little note of what his Christmas gift was from my mother, and it was a Bushmaster 50 BMG, five round clips, bolt well, action. What's a clip? Clip magazine. What? I knew that was coming. Clip. I knew it. What is a clip? I, don't I know knew that was coming. Is. 
Was it a revolver? Yeah. Did it shoot rimless yeah, cartridges? Yeah. The Not hell, rimless. Bill George? How long have you been in here? <laughs> I knew long that was coming. Long enough a, to know what to aggravate you with. Start with a clip. My God. The the thing that the little bullets go into. Yeah. The shells. That holds them. Ammo. What gets me is how many. <laughs> what gets me is how many military old military guys that'll come in and ask for a clip, and I'll go. So I'm looking at your hat there. Were you in the Navy? And he's like, Yeah, I was in the Navy. And I go, Were you on a destroyer or a missile destroyer or anything? Yeah, I was on a destroyer for a while, and then I was on a battleship for about uh, two years. And then I go, So the ammunition that was on board that ship, where did they store all that powder and ammo? On the magazine hold. Hmm. Really, magazine. Is that what they call those things on there? I mean, like the same thing that's in your rifle? Come in here asking me for a clip. <laughs> oh, yeah, I should have known. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's my bad. Blah, blah, blah. I go, even the Spanish forts that you go visit, they still have it written in Spanish magazine over the top of them where they kept uh, powder in there. Seriously, dude. Clip. You've been, brain- you've been brainwashed. So, so <laughs> now it is up in Pennsylvania, and we're going to have to extend... The shooting area. So he got a 50 BMG. He got a Bushmaster uh, with a five-round mag. So I'm assuming, is it a bolt? Is it that bolt Bolt action action. one they make? Yeah. That's a nice one. You know who's got 50 BMG on sale right now? On sale? Well, it's for sale. (laughs) Charlie? Charlie? Charlie got 50 BMG? $4 a round. I think he had action. Box of 10 for 40 bucks. I thought he had action. Was it 50 BMG or Action Express? No, 50 BMG. How much was it? $4 a round. $40 for 10 rounds. Dude, we're not they're not charging that much G. It's 10 rounds, man. They got the the 50 right over there, full metal jacket. Maybe you should get uh Peppy some uh some ammo for after Christmas present. Maybe. While you were out looking for duck loads, which you should have been doing. Aren't you going? You're still going to go down south? Aren't you? Well, are you blah, what are, are you all doing blah, blah. next weekend? Can we get Jonathan or somebody I'm else to show up? I'm working next weekend. I'm, I'm, I'm no, pooch I'm next saying weekend. If, somebody, if I go down south on Saturday. Oh, we're not invited. Gotcha. No, I got it. <laughs> I, I, no, no, can't, no. I don't know that I can trust somebody else to show up. La, 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 la. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Well, it may have to be the it may have to be the co-host show. I'll be in home assassin. We'll have Mike. We'll have Vince. Oh, we'll no, have Carlos. You, you I'll come in and do it. Assassin. You'll I, be here. I'm coming back Sunday. You'll be here. You'll come back early. Only Did for you. Not you hear uh, that? Only for you, Bill. Only I think for you, Bill. I think we should just do the co-host show. The Vince, Vince, Mike, and Carlos. Oh, that'd be bad. It would be really bad, but it would be funny for us. <laughs> it wouldn't be good We'd for have the to listener. Put Mike in between Vince and Carlos. Yeah. Oh, that would be fun. So you'd have Big Suge, Silky Smooth, oh, and the yeah. Cuban Redneck all in here together. <laughs> Big Suge, Silky Smooth, <laughs> and Carlos, the Cuban Redneck. <laughs> Do you not think that'd be a good show? That'd Diego? be awesome. See, that'd be funny. We would. Be- you got to be here too, though, man. Come on, Diego. I'll be DJing it up for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, break time. Everybody, break time. You kids, get your naps out, bads out. All right, we're going to take a fast break, you guys. We're at the Bigger Wild Outdoors. Go see our friends over at Brandon Ford. you got nothing to do today. Christmas shopping is done. We'll be back.
Hey, hey. Good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Thank you so much for joining us on this brisk uh, Saturday morning. The Big and Wild Outdoors with Great and Good. Bill George, Mike Singleton, and Diego. We're in the studio today hanging out. During the break, I was uh, perusing through the social media, uh, which I've been kicked off of for 24 hours. Um, showed Mike a video that had been going around this beautiful 10 points standing there, right in range, right under this guy's tree stand. And it's sitting there just scratching its back with its uh, antlers and just enjoying life and <clears throat> standing there. And then the guy kind of pans down and on the ground right at the feet of his tree stand is his bow did it fallen fallen out of the tree stand and it was on the he ground he needed a silent retriever <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he hadn't had a chance to crawl down yet probably saw this deer coming out started filming it and it was like what can i do there's nothing you can do well i've had if he had a silent retriever he would have been like at least get it down there and start to kind of slowly pull it up and i have get had it up there on more than one occasion a deer buck come up on me before I've been able to pull my gun up, you know, getting up, getting situated in a tree stand and busted. Busted and ran off or busted, busted went and a few feet off. and came back? No, busted, ran off. Now, sometimes, you know, that little curiosity thing, you know, kills the cat. Sometimes oh, you can does. get lucky. It does. I've had that happen, but uh, not not in the times of much I've been busted with the gun on the ground. Um... I've I've had them when I've had the gun up in the air. You get caught turning or moving or something like that. They go out so far, and they 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 go what they believe is the safe distance for them to stop and look. And that stop and look has on occasion been their their downfall. I I, I don't think that you're on. Uh, I don't think you're on Instagram. Are you? You're not on Instagram. Not really. Mike is. Did you see the one that I posted with the the big giant buck that was standing in the woods blowing? Did you no, see that one? I didn't see it. The worst sound that you could probably hear if you're walk, especially if you're walking through the woods, if you're walking through the woods and uh, you're trippity trippity along there, and you think, "Oh, everything's good, life is great, I, I I'm, I'm fabulous, uh, nothing is ever wrong here, everything is all good, and uh, you know everything will be great." And I can't believe that I'm out here in this beautiful woodland area, getting out here amongst nature and. Uh, all of a sudden, you hear that little. <laughs> you didn't see the one that I that I got up there. No, I didn't see it. Oh, this monster buck, and he's it's it's a cold morning. He's in between these big giant trees, and uh, he's looking right at you. Whoever was walking and videotaping this thing, it was looking directly at him. And what, you don't understand when he was blowing, he would go. Whew, the steam that would come out it looked like a freight train. It was just blow out in there. Of course, he did the stomp, you know, a couple yep. of stomps, and then did it again, you know, and then whirls of smoke going around him. It was actually really majestic and very beautiful to see. But and that's one way to look at it. But the other side, you're thinking the poor guy filming this thing's going, I can't do anything. There's <laughs> nothing I can do. Looking right at me. Oh, and if I turn, if I move, if I flinch, if I blink, he's gone. He's already on high alert. I'm pooched. So <laughs> there's nobody no got a shot off. Nothing you can do. No, no, nothing you can do. <laughs> he just Man. just had to suck it up and uh, see what uh, 
see what life could bring you on maybe the next hour or two. One of those things. <laughs> I don't know where it's going, but I know where I could have been. I had that walk, that walk of shame, you know, in the old countries of Texas. Walked a long way to get there. I'm hooky dooking through the woods, and uh, I busted a few does, you know, came up, and they scattered, and it was all really cool. And uh, I was walked a while, went up this hill, went up the other side, and I hear all this crashing leaves and everything. And these deer were running straight at me, this group of does, about four or five of them. And they literally ran up, were about 12 feet away from me, but they were looking back down the hill. So they were like, what in the world? You know, and, they, and all of a sudden, one of them kind of turns around and goes, ho, ho, ho. There's some guy there. <laughs> and, of course, she took off. And you know how does are. As soon as she took off, they all look at her like, what did she see? They're like, where the heck is Sally go? Oh, there's a guy there. And then they, and then they took off. And then uh, you get complacent. You get tired. You start walking. You're moving. You pick up your pace a little bit because you're going from point A to point B. You look through the woods. You go, I'm going to go walk over to that spot. And you don't walk like you normally would. And so I'm hooky-dooking around, not paying attention. That's what I hear. And I just freeze. I look over. And here's this, like, 1902 five-gallon bucket-style feeder that someone had made, one of the old-fashioned ones where you take a broom handle, you drill a hole in the bottom of it, and the hole is not much bigger than the broom handle. Have you seen those? Uh, To me, it wasn't a broom handle. It was uh, a plunger. Maybe from a yeah, about the same thing. And then they put a a piece of uh, flat metal. You you know tack a flattened beer can or a label or a can of soup. So as the wind kind of blows that little paddle, it moves it around and it like dribbles a little bit of corn. So it just it's an old fashioned way of doing it. So I look over and and it's the first thing I see is I see this old feeder over there, and I'm going, what in the world? And all of a sudden there, look again, and I look over to the right, just off to the edge of it. Boom, Mr. Mui Grande just stand there and same thing. He's just looking me straight in the eyes going, yeah, I got you, man. And here I got this 30-30 slung across my back on a piece of hay string. You know, I tied it across. There was your mistake. <laughs> and I had a slung there across my back. There was your mistake. Well, so I said I was hooky dookie going from point A to point B. Would not expect anything in the world to be between point A and point B. You know, my, my end goal was B, so that was my deter- I'm not doing anything but getting to there. So I'm like, la, 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 what? (laughs) And then I thought, what a godsend that was. Because if I'd have shot that thing there, I was so far away from home. Well, you'd have to drag that baby home. I was a a three-hour walk away from the house. Uh, It took an hour and 20 minutes just to get across the field that I was going across to, to the woods. So I would have been literally dragging that thing all night long there's no way it had been 30 40 feet and then, and then 30 40 feet and that's and this is the whole time with all the coyotes around you know I went you know waiting for me to slow up enough to where they come and start taking it out of my hands i'm thinking i got nine shots in the h&r oh i got four shots in the 30 30 yeah i don't know i gotta make these all count i i turned around one time i was out in green swamp Went, was tired of being where I was, walked up, went to go around and check out another spot, and I saw a hunter's orange up in a tree. So there was a treetop laying up at an angle that had come off. And so I climbed up it, 
and was trying to get a better look at him. And I see his big buck sneaking behind him. He never saw him. He was sneaking behind him and then started taking off. Well, it started running, and it was circling behind me, and I, I had to turn real hard to my right, standing on this treetop, you know, at an angle, and I ended up missing the buck. But he went back where I was had been hunting with, but I'm like, well, let me go get my tree stand and move it. Maybe maybe I'll turn around and, and uh, get another shot. I go back, get my tree stand down, got my tree stand on my back, my gun up there, you know, everything, huffing it through the woods, and I come into a flag pond, and another buck, not that buck, a different buck come in on the other side, and we were sitting there staring at each other, <laughs> and he, he's trying to figure out what this monstrous thing with all these attachments were coming off of him, and it's I just a blob. picked up the gun, boom, shot him. Yeah. It's a blob. <laughs> Yeah. I, First I, instinct to run should have been <laughs> what he had, but nope. I, I've I, I've had them where they stop for just that split second and take a look at you, and if you're not ready, you know it's it's all she wrote. That one uh, that I told you I walked up on while I was betting and didn't want to shoot it while I was betting. I just didn't think it was very ethical. And when it took off, I, I said I could hear him where he was going, and I knew the road straight ahead. I was like, you know, that fool's going to cut across this road. He's gonna he's gonna cut that way towards the road and so i already had the gun up and i was ready and he went stood broadside in the middle of the road turned his head looked at me and by the time he turned to look at me the bullet was already on its way i was like <laughs> he was like stop bam i was that was all she wrote i'm not giving him any more shit than that and then he went chee -chee -chee, right in the ditch and fell over and then did uh, the old 270 did his job it was uh but that was like the only one where i had the one that that busted me Stopped and then got dropped. Any other time, it's the whoosh, whoosh, and you get to see big old white butts uh, saying, "Hey, I'll see you in the fall." Yep. Goodbye. I've had that happen quite a few few times. Usually, when you let your guard down, when you're out there hooky duking around, and you think, "Ah, oh, you know, it's the middle of the day, and everything's not moving." I, you walk around the corner trying to get from point blank to blank blank, and then. There's a big herd of them standing right there looking at you. Dang it. We were out another time in Green Swamp. My brother and I were going back to check out this new place, and we, we were coming across a pond, and all of a sudden all these deer get up and start taking off. Well, I was like, okay. Well, I, we split up. I said, you go this way. I'll go that way. And we had a doe permit, so it's like, okay. So we're going well, he ends up with the deer out in front of him, and he sees them all. There's a buck there and, like, four does, and all of a sudden I hear boom. And I'm like, okay, go over there and check out what, what it was, and he had shot the doe. I said, well, if there was a buck there and all these does, why'd you shoot the doe? He <laughs> says, she looked at me. I'll teach you. It's like, okay. That'll learn you. She looked at me. Well, she's trying to eyeball me up pretty good, and I'm not going to take it anymore. I can understand that. Have you ever had one of those experiences where you uh, you're, you get the uh, the busted on the uh, fly type of deal? I was up in uh, Jonathan's property last year, sitting there in the blind. I hear the noises behind me, and I'm like, what is that? I couldn't figure out what it was because it didn't sound like a deer to me at all. All of a sudden, looks right inside the blind, right at me. Never goes in front of the blind, stay, stares inside, walks behind me, gone. 
looked into the blind or looked just right kinda... in the blind? Because I sent a text to Jonathan. I said, it don't sound like a deer. So he starts sending Bigfoot pictures and all that. Why well, are you, you playing that music? We got another hour left on the show. Didn't they tell you? What, the, what is wrong with you? Think Mark would care? What's on after us? FSU? You got anything FSU-ish? Nothing? Okay, no worries. All right, well, go out and enjoy this beautiful Saturday. We'll see you next Saturday. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Get closer to the new year. Go out and enjoy it. <laughs>